Hello everyone! Welcome aboard to Thundercode's non-profit Digital Voyage, a show where we talk about tech, social and public good, and how you can get involved. I'm your host, Timelia, and I hope everyone can sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. If you're ready, let's set sail! And now, on to our episode. Hello everyone, welcome to today's episode. It's me, Emilia, and I'll be your host from this episode onwards. I'm so excited to be here again. And I'm not alone. I'm joined today with Ms. Faida, who is the president of Free Tree Society, a nonprofit organization that aims to spread a message about environmental stewardship. Would you please introduce yourself to our listeners? Hi, sure. My name is Baida Herkus, and I'm the president and founder of Free Tree Society. All right. So, you know, maybe to start off this episode, maybe you'd like to, you know, introduce to our listeners about uh, what is Free Tree Society? You know, what is his sister in the background? And, you know, maybe talk a little bit about their aims and objectives and things like that. Sure. Free Tree Society is a homegrown Malaysian environmental organization that is passionate about protecting our environment with a range of programs that are geared to give people what they need to green our spaces, so free plants and the skills to nurture them. Guiding all of our programs is our core vision, to give away the trees and to get people nurturing our environment through learning um, and planting. So that connection with nature, um, it's really not our fault that many of us today have grown up in a concrete jungle. You know, right. many people now living in apartments in the city where a natural connection with nature is often missing. You know, we don't let our children touch dirt because it's dirty. Mm. Um, and being in lockdown, you know, sort of exacerbated that as well. So um, the disassociation with nature is at the heart of the problem driving you know many issues around the world today you know pollution and overconsumption um, that will then drive biodiversity loss um, climate change is also man-made um, and the solutions to all of these problems comes down to how many of us choose to live our lives so mm-hmm. our lifestyles at home our practices in the marketplace these have huge ramifications on the unseen environment so even you know um, Eating meat drives deforestation in in the Amazon, for example. So realizing that there's an environmental cost to everyday consumption can guide people to rethink choices for a healthier and more resilient future. And this value and appreciation that we have of our natural world does influence those decisions. So getting in touch with nature and falling in love with it, that is what needs to be remedied first. Mm, that's true. Something caught my attention um, when you were talking about like um, even things like your marketplace um, practices kind of like affects the, in, like, the environment. I'm very curious about that. Would you mind like elaborating a little bit more on that? Yeah, it's um, everyday choices. What you choose to buy is the product that you're buying um, sustainable and in what manner um, is it something that you can rent? Is it something that can be repaired at mm. the end of the day? Is it a zero waste product or does it have um, some end of life cycle beyond, you know, like being recycled, for example? Uh, mm. What is the carbon footprint of the thing that you're buying? Is it, did you buy local or, you know, is it your coffee that was, you know, grown in South America, shipped for roasting in Italy and then sent to Malaysia? Is this so, <laughs> yeah. So what you choose to buy on a daily basis 
really does hurt the environment. Hmm, I see, I see. Uh, actually, I've um, you know while looking up about Future Society, what they do,、uh, I took a look at your website, and、um, some of the programs that caught my attention were the programs called、um, FTS Bangsa, FTS Tamatugu, and FTS Undergo. So.、Um, Can you walk us through, you know, what are these FTS programs, and you know, do they differ in any sort of way between you know Baksa, Tamatugu, and Ondego?、Uh, yes, they're all slightly different. So currently, we actually have six core programs.、Uh, so our Baksa Nursery, which is our flagship nursery where it all started, is where we grow edibles and flowers. So the types of plants that suit an urban space, things、mm. that people can take home. Um, our Tamantugu Nursery is where we grow plants that are more suited for regreening and reforestation. So these are big trees that most people can't plant at home. They suit, you know, a, a large、um, school field, for example, or community、mm. forest.、Um, our on-the-go program is geared to schools and education. So it's fun workshops and talks. Um, for all ages, on a range of topics from building edible gardens to hard-hitting climate crisis talks, and our on-the-grow program is designed for us to actually go out and visit the schools because、mm-hmm. sometimes、um, it's hard to bring, you know, classrooms of children or even, you know, for an assembly talk, it's easier for us to go to the school and talk to them. Uh, we're also working in the Pulai Trail, which is restoring an urban community forest in Federal Hill or Bukit Persikutuan,、mm-hmm. uh, and working to try to get it protected.、Um, we've got another awareness program called Rewild Malaysia, which is about getting Malaysians to learn about the importance of planting native species that best support our native wildlife. And then, lastly, we have a project in Kuala Kangsa, Perak, where we are working with partners on a degraded forest site to create an arboretum that will one day function as a seed stand. So,、oh, seed stand. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, all of these talks and workshops and projects—they're basically designed to bring awareness to the environmental issues of our day、uh, and、uh, improve our relationship with it. So, during each of the workshops, we also talk about water. We talk about ecosystems and waste and energy, and how they tie in with big picture deforestation, climate change, extinction, and pollution. So,、mm. what we find today, especially after COVID and being in lockdown, and also with you know COP26 and、um, just climate change being in our face at the moment, so we find that people are reaching out for this kind of knowledge and guidance. So, it's individuals and corporations alike. They're all on this green journey towards sustainability. Um, and the learning starts with awareness of how the dots connect, you know, and then conveying the urgency behind the need to to change, but also、mm. providing people with realistic first steps and the skills and resources they need to, you know, to help them on this journey towards sustainability. So, in our role as a knowledge sharing organisation, we've actually trained over twenty seven thousand environmental stewards through our programs, and、mm. this is just. A small way that we contribute towards changing community values, and you know, hopefully, in the long term, we create some big environmental wins. Right,、um, <laughs> you know,、uh, that's really amazing. Like, think, like knowing like as like Future Society does all of these things, it kind of makes me wonder. Like, when you first started Future Society, like you you have this objective to like raise awareness about basically、um, you know environmental stewardship and all that. I was wondering, like. Before all these programs that you currently have right now, how did Future Society sort of like start?、Um, 
sort of like carrying out its objective. Like, what what was the starting like program that you guys did back in the day? Yeah. Sure. When I set up Free Trade Society, it was ten years ago. So we've we've reached our tenth anniversary. Oh wow! Um, congratulations. <laughs> thank you. So originally, I wanted to achieve two main goals. So firstly, the greening of our urban environment, and secondly, just to create a society of like-minded individuals. So you know, quite a humble sort of beginning.、Hmm. Um, but life is. You know this learning journey, and we did realize that many urbanites have missed out on those lessons about gardening and caring for the planet. Seventy、um, percent、mm-hmm. of Malaysians currently live in an urban setting, so being able to offer a service that connects people back with nature is healing、uh, and nurturing. And the method that we started with evolved over time.、Uh, it enabled us to reach out to different communities. So ultimately, what we want to do is. To have the society、um, that you know shares these values about how precious our environment is before it's lost. In Malaysia, we actually have 1,700 flora and fauna that are threatened with extinction, and we still have、mm-hmm. some of the highest rates of deforestation in the world.、Yeah. And we cannot expect a healthy future at the expense of you know plundering nature for the benefit of few. So, you know, making sure that We change these societal values is is how we kind of you know ensure that that we have a resilient future. So here we are, ten years later.、Um, when we started, we were one hundred percent volunteer,、um, a volunteer led and run organisation with one nursery,、uh, and now we have a dozen staff and multiple project sites. So that's just yeah, what's happened over the last ten years in a quick rundown. Did you did you expect that we'll get this? You know. Uh, it will expand so much to this extent. If we started slightly different way from what I expected,、um, I think a lot of how we grew had to do with、um, probably a push from corporations. To be honest, they would come to us and say, "We love what you're doing, but how about you start up another project? What ideas do you have?" And yeah, it would evolve from there. Um, we still have a couple more、um, big plans up our sleeves that we haven't、uh, put into place yet, but one day we will. <laughs> oh, great! Okay,、um, going back to some of the programs that you offered,、um, I was wondering about the Pulai Trail program. So,、um, from what I understand, it's basically like a conservation program, correct? So, like,、um, why did you choose like Pulai Trail specifically, like、um, you know, out of all the Places you could have chosen, why Pulai Trail? You know. Okay. Yep.、Yeah, sure. So Pulai Trail is part of、um, what was mooted as the、um, UCF, the Urban Community Forest. So this is a project under an, another Malaysian NGO called Malaysian Nature Society,、mm. uh, and they set up five different trails in Federal Hill in 2016、um, in a bid to preserve them. Um, over time, they they didn't have、uh, they didn't have the resources to maintain all the trails. So in 2019, they approached us and asked if we could help with、uh, the Pulai Trail, which we were quite happy to do. So part of、um, part of the goals of the UCF is to get the community involved in the in walking the trails, getting、uh, them to value it, and hopefully、right. in in that manner we can preserve those forests. Now、um, with the UCF. Or with Pulai Trail in particular, what we do is we run 
uh, public programs, one for replanting with native species to boost up biodiversity. Another program that we have is about just uh, maintenance of the trails there. So the, pub the public will come in and help us with trail building. They help to build the steps. They help to sweep the trails and keep them well maintained so it's safe for the public to use. Mm -hmm. um, and lately what we've done with the Pulai Trail is we are doing tree tagging. So tree tagging is essentially going into the 13-acre site um, mm -hmm. and identifying any tree that is larger than 40 centimeters in diameter, of which we've found, I think we're up to 490 trees at the moment. So it's quite a substantial number of large trees there. Mm -hmm. um, and once we've tagged all of these trees, we're going to ask a specialist to come in and actually identify each of these large tree species. So we'd find out um, what the tree is. Is it a primary forest tree? Is it a secondary tree? Um, is it rare and endangered? Or is it common, for example? And, mm. and how much carbon is stored in them? Um, and so what we aim to do with this tree audit basically is to present it to um, our local government and tell them how valuable this site actually is how much carbon is stored there and hopefully that will help protect the forest and they can then use it you know even as part of um, one of Kuala Lumpur's nationally determined contributions towards you know climate mitigation um, mm -hmm. so it's hopefully <laughs> I don't think anyone's looked at preserving a, an urban forest in that manner before so we hope we manage to succeed on that goal. It's going to take several more months. We're halfway through tagging all the trees. So this is um, something that we're actually working together with our community and with volunteers. Mm. So you have to be quite fit <laughs> to come <laughs> and oh walk off the forest trail <laughs> and hug some trees with some measuring tapes and yeah, help us to measure <laughs> one by one. <laughs> I mean, I, it does sound really tiring to be honest, but I imagine like, can be quite rewarding, I would say, because you know, knowing that your, you know, your efforts is like going towards something. Yeah, very it's big. it's very tiring. Some of the slopes are very steep. So, for example, yeah. in a two-hour session, sometimes we only wind up tagging twenty trees. So it's a slow, slow process, but very rewarding. Uh, is this like a year-long program, or is it limited to a certain time frame, or? Yes. Well, for each of our programs, they run for as long as we have sponsors. For mm -hmm. the Pulai Trail, um, we've been running it since 2019 and yeah, it will continue to run for uh, a while longer. Um, for the tree tagging in particular, we're hoping to finish it in the next month or two. Ah, I see. I see. Um, say someone wants to volunteer, not just for Pulai Trail, maybe for like um, other programs, basically like your FTS, Bangsa and um, all that. Um, you know, how do they go about it? And, you know, on that note, you know, what's a typical day like for volunteers? It can be like a specific program or maybe just a general kind of like overview on what's it like to volunteer. Yep. Yeah, sure. So for anyone who would like to volunteer, I would say definitely get onto our website at freetreesociety.org. We do list all of our uh, in-person workshops and our online workshops so there's quite a range of things uh, to choose from. Mm -hmm. uh, for those who come to our Bangsa nursery and Tamantugu nursery programs it's um, they get to take part in a planting workshop so mm -hmm. part of their volunteer experience is them planting our nursery trees which um, then 
um, we will use these plants as our free tree giveaways. So we'll give all the trees that we grow in our nursery, we will actually give away for free to mm. you know, encourage urban planting. Um, so that's the core part of the volunteer experience. But when they come um, as part of the knowledge sharing, we will run them through um, all of our sustainable solutions that we have on site. So we've got solar panels, composting, wildlife gardens, wildlife habitats, um, and, and different uh, waste options and things as well. So they'll learn about how to compost, all about rainwater harvesting and so on and so forth. So it's this beneficial exchange of, of knowledge and mm -hmm. time basically. So they give us their time to grow the free trees and we will share them uh, all this environmental knowledge. So that's, that's basically how that works. I see. And speaking of, um, you know, the free trees thing, I was actually curious about that. But before that, um, a little bit of a funny story because like, um, you know, when I first was first introduced to Free Tree Society, for some reason, I thought like the, the part where it says free trees, I thought it was in the, in the context of like, free the trees, you know, like freeing the trees. <laughs> and I thought, well, okay, that doesn't make sense until when I saw the programs of giving people free trees and I thought like, oh, so that's what it meant. And I can't believe it took me so long for me to realize that. <laughs> I didn't know somebody had misinterpreted it. Okay. <laughs> I know, it was really funny because I thought, like, okay, yeah, it should have been obvious on the get go. Yeah, but... definitely Pokok Pajuma. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> for people on Pokok Pajuma. But yeah, um, I'm guessing, like, if, like, I was about to ask, like, um, if people are interested in getting, like, these free trees, I'm assuming they would have to, like, join these, like, giveaways. So are these giveaways, like, held, like, only during the nursery programs, or do you, like, hold them in through other ways or something? Yeah. Yep, so all volunteers who participate in our programs receive free plants, but we do also host special events uh, called our free tree giveaway days. So generally, it's, you know, um, they can be associated with our Rewild Malaysia program. We do sponsor, we do partner with corporate sponsors. We do also tie in the free tree giveaways with environmental holidays such as World Environment Day, for example. Um, generally, it's just, you know, come over, chat with us about what kind of plant will suit your space your, and your lifestyle, and then you get to take the plant home. Um, so we do get people to register that they have collected a plant. It's part of our recording process. And we also follow up with tree adopters to ask them a very important question. Did your free tree survive? <laughs> yes. So yeah, we send them this email query like a few months after they've taken a plant from us to see what the survival rate is like. And it's mm -hmm. currently at 93%, which is pretty good uh, yeah, considering okay. how easy it is to kill a plant. <laughs> But, you know, it's not just giving plants to people. Um, since 2013, we've given away over 42,000 free trees, um, not just to the homeowners, but to schools, community gardens and wildlife habitat. So all of it is with the goal of encouraging biodiversity and promoting that love of nature. Um, and, you know, this method of giving away, you know, free stuff has mm. resulted in us growing quite a huge, you know, fan base. And, you know, what it is, it's the most enticing carrot to sort of lure people into the same <laughs> style so it yeah. works <laughs> i mean people like free things yeah, at the end of the day <laughs> that's exactly right <laughs> um i'm just asking this for myself but like um you know i 
I live in a high rise, so like, I don't have a lawn or anything like that. So like, if I were to get, if I'm interested in getting features, is there like options for me? Yes, there is, because we do、um, give people in urban areas plants.、Mm. Um, it's not just you know jungle species. We have some plants that are suitable for indoors. We do have plants that are suitable for small balcony spaces.、Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we have something for everyone, definitely. That's that's good to know. <laughs> all right.、Um, do you have any like、um, you know all these activities that you've held throughout you know the ten years?、Uh, do you have any like interesting or like memorable stories、um, that you want to share to our listeners? Oh yeah, we do have a a lot of interesting <laughs> stories over the years. Probably meeting Jane Goodall and receiving a token of recognition of our work was probably one of the highlights.、Mm. Um, You know, working with big corporate groups and you know giving talks at companies and foundations who do such incredible work. That's also great.、Um, working alongside you know classic、um, environmental、uh, businesses and such as the Body Shop and Arbor Day Foundation.、Um, mm-hmm. But it's also you know the little things that bring joy. So once in 2019, before before the pandemic.、Um, Uh, with our on-the-go outreach program sessions,、um, one of the topics that we have is wildlife habitat.、Uh, it's an incredibly popular、um, program, and it's a great means of introducing, you know, this rewild concept to youth. So during this program,、uh, we ran some workshops at、um, PPR, sort of low-cost housing flats in Desamentari, and we created toad abodes. So basically, these are little ceramic pots. With a door、mm. hollowed out,、um, and we encourage a small animal or frog to move into it.、Oh. So the little, yeah, so the little habitats were finger painted with you know little masked children、um, before placing the habitats in the nearby park. So the park itself was quite a sad one. It only had a handful of trees, and only two of those trees were actually suitable or big enough for hiding this habitat inside of it.、Mm. Um, and on the second day, we checked on the pot, and a baby. To buy a little squirrel had moved in. It、oh. was yeah, curled up asleep inside, and the children really they went nuts with excitement. So you know, hopefully we've turned those children into budding conservationists as a result. It was you know it was a special little moment, very cute,、uh, and it just <laughs> illustrates the potential of even a, a small workshop being worthwhile. Maybe you know it's inspired those children.、Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, w- I would have liked to join the programs. It sounds very interesting.、Um, the undergoed programs, like、um, you mentioned, that you go to schools.、Um, do you like?、Um, do you maybe work like、uh, with like universities, maybe instead instead of just like、yeah. schools? Yes,、yeah, so the we do work a lot with university students. Actually, most of the people who participate in our programs are university age students. Yes. Ah,、uh-huh, okay, all right. Um, okay, so、uh, speaking of the you know the pandemic that you know that has happened recently, so you know we have the MCO、um, you know for like a year or a year or something like that, and I understand that because of the restrictions from the MCO, the FDS,、uh, sorry,、uh, that Free Trade Society had to、um, halt some programs. So I was wondering, like, how did you get through that situation? And you know, what are the challenges that you faced? And now that the restrictions have been relaxed,、um, how are you easing the programs back? Yeah, yeah. So definitely, our hands-on work was affected for quite a while.、Um, 
we couldn't bring people to our nurseries, we couldn't lead conservation groups into the forest, we couldn't go into schools and we couldn't plant with the children. Um, mm. What we did very early on in the pandemic was to record online video content to enable us to teach virtually. So the videos are supported by live hosts and the content has been very well received and that we release several more you know, um, versions and we have plans to continue to add to that even now. So mm -hmm. the online modules were created um, firstly to ensure that we could still reach out to teachers and students with exciting and engaging content. But yeah. in the end, we wound up using it for public and for corporate training as well. So our online modules has meant and still means that we can reach people beyond just the Klang Valley. So across Malaysia and even internationally engaging with university students and corporations in England, Hong Kong, Africa, Australia, Philippines, um, yeah. Thailand, for example. Um, so from our range, our online gardening, our online composting and online climate change modules are probably the most popular. So they're basically what they are is a mix of live and pre-recorded tutorials. And we also have planting kits that students can pre-order and work alongside with us. Um, so when it came to opening up, um, as the, the restrictions sort of came in dribs and drabs, you know, uh, <laughs> of easing up. So it was a very slow process. But what we saw was university students and the public returning to our hands-on workshops first. Um, but now that everything has fully reopened, we are receiving invitations to visit schools again. Um, our programs have probably been at about 80 to 90% booked for the last few months already. Oh, um, wow. <laughs> yeah, so there's still a little bit of room for improvement, but uh, yeah. <laughs> We'll get there at some point. <laughs> Sounds like you're going to have a very busy year ahead of you. It's already very busy, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you have any like um, future plans that you would like to share with us? You know, because you mentioned earlier that you had like some big plans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, honestly, it's just to keep everything running smoothly. So we've got a lot of growing demand, our responsibilities to um, manage what we have um, and operate in a manner that is sustainable for us, beneficial mm -hmm. to the community, uh, but more importantly, actually delivers on climate action and conservation goals is key. So we just need to ensure that all of our decisions um, about the future aligned with our core mission and vision and that we stay true to those goals. Mm -hmm. um, you know, environmental work at the moment is 100% doom and gloom. Uh, we don't focus on that. We don't sugarcoat the environment, environmental catastrophes, but our focus is on action, inspiring people, you know, and that's the style that has resulted in uh, Free Tree Society becoming influential leaders on sustainability in Malaysia. Um, our social media following on Instagram and Facebook is probably amongst the highest of any local environmental NGO. So, yeah, we, I'm grateful that my team is a committed team. They share our aims of regreening and promoting knowledge and skill sharing. Um, and yeah, we're going to continue hopefully, um, you know, recruiting the right kind of people and engaging the public in until we are no longer needed. <laughs> I see. <laughs> uh, just, just a quick question. Like, um, do you have any, you know, future plans to maybe expand to like uh, East Malaysia? 
like summertime, uh, maybe? Yeah, not at the moment uh, for East Malaysia. We have had requests many, many times for yeah. new <laughs> branches to open up in Penang, Johor, Trangganu, Sabah, mm. Sarawak. I mean, definitely Sabah. We've had a number of requests over the years. Mm. But, you know, until somebody gives us, a, a, you know, a nice big wad of cash, it's probably not going <laughs> <quite> to happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I understand. <laughs> but for you know, for those who aren't in the Klang Valley, honestly, we can reach you with our on the on online operations as well. But uh, I think what people really want is for us to bring those free trees out <laughs> out of KL. <laughs> maybe yeah. one day. Yeah. Yeah, maybe one day. <laughs> all right. Um. All right. So it seems that you know we have now reached the end of our episode. So I greatly, you know, I really enjoyed our conversation to get. Together, and I hope that you know our listeners found it as beneficial as I did. So, before we end things off, do you have um, some final words you would like to share with us? Yeah, sure. I would. Um, you know, if anybody would like some advice on how to go green, I would just you know advise that start with yourself, start with your home. Mm-hmm. Uh, people always need to rethink what their role in nature is. Um, it needs to be at the forefront of every decision, moving from not causing harm to actively rebuilding our environment and ecosystems. So just remember that every individual and household plays a role in climate change, deforestation, ecosystem collapse and pollution. So we do need to evaluate the way that we consume everything from energy use to how we travel, how our house functions, what food and what materials we buy. So take care of your immediate circle and then grow and influence the people around you. Um, And once you've done that, research local NGOs, contact them about their programs. And if they need help, be clear about what time and what skills you can offer. And if you can't donate time, then donate funds to those who are working towards building a better future. Everything really helps. All right. Thank you so much again for joining us. And um, thank you as well to our listeners for tuning in. And I hope to see you in our next episode. Bye-bye. And that was today's episode. If you enjoyed today's show, please subscribe and leave a review. It would mean a whole lot to us. You can also head over to our website, thundercode.org, to gain access to our free digital resources. See you next time!